0: This is the Pittsburgh City Cast with Tim Benz, presented by Bet Rivers.
1: It is the Pittsburgh City Cast. Getting ready for the Super Bowl, brought to you by Bet Rivers. Make your bets at BetRivers.com or download the app today. Anthony Jaskolski with me, Tim Benz, on the Pittsburgh City Cast as we get set for the Super Bowl between the Rams and the Bengals. You can check out Anthony at pittsburgh sports express we like to check in with him occasionally to get all his expertise on the lines oh i i like to say expertise anthony but this time of year when it comes to the super bowl everybody's an expert right and that sort of muddles things when it comes to the gambling lines for the big game doesn't it
2: man everybody's an expert right now tim you know that like uh You know, this is the time of year where you're going to have people telling you, listen, listen, I got a beat on the coin toss, man. I got a beat on this
1: thing. It's a (laughs) double-headed coin.
2: Listen, I got my friend's brother's cousin who works at the Mint Factory where they print these coins off, and they got a little bit heavier on the head side, man. You got to get in on this.
1: My cousin's best friend's (laughs) ex-girlfriend works with Gene Steratore, and he told her that it's a double-headed coin.
2: Oh man. Yeah. You get all those people. That's where it That's how it goes. I love it because you know what? It's the same thing for March madness, right? All of a sudden everyone's like, Oh man, I've been watching
1: Murray state for man, the whole entire year. They're Incredible. Well, remember like we're joking about this, right? But at the same time, I remember some conversation about the Steelers going into the, they didn't win, but the game that they lost the Packers, the Super Bowl, they lost the Packers in Dallas, 45. They, of course, you know, have to have the Gatorade ready to dump on the coach. And right. somebody insisted <laughs> that they knew what color the Gatorade was going to be because one of the trainers had told them what color the Gatorade was going to be. So they were going to bet yeah. the house on the Gatorade in case the Steelers won, which they didn't. So I don't know if they did it, but hopefully whatever the Packers used, they used the same thing.
2: Oh man, yeah. I I, don't I guess you know if you were betting on that in the Idaho Potato Bowl, it would have been a clean sweep if you would have said uh, fries were going to come out.
1: <laughs> the, or or mayonnaise, right? What was the mayonnaise one? The Duke, yeah, right. The Duke
2: Mayo Bowl, where South Carolina's <laughs> coach got clocked in the head. Yeah, right. He, he got uh, a
1: concussion from mayonnaise. Oh, man. So we're looking at four and a half right now. Bengals, four and a half point underdogs. Uh, they are plus 168 on the money line, according to Bet Rivers. The over under is 48 and a half. Anthony, let's start basic with those numbers. Which way are you leaning and why? Well,
2: yeah, right now there's been some movement um, at Bet Rivers right now. because I'm, I'm looking at that line right now, and we got plus four and a half, and that's minus 113 and then we're looking at the money line Bengals are plus 168 right now uh you know the first thing i always do is i i, I take a sneak peek at uh, where the um consensus money report is right now and you know it looks like maybe not so much across the board but a, a ton of uh places are seeing uh the bangles you know people are back in the bangles and rightfully so because i feel like we've seen this scenario play out before. Um, see, when it comes to Super Bowls, Tim, I'm, I, I'm a contrarian. I try to play the contrarian. I try to avoid the public as much as possible because oftentimes you do get burned that way because when you have a Cinderella team like the Bengals, um, I think we've seen in the past that the public avoids the Bengals. Now, the public, the last time the public was, was rallying around the Bengals was against the Raiders. Next two weeks, you know, they were completely faded. I mean, I think Kansas City was taking over a, a, a very high 80s in the high 80s. I'd say like 88, 89% of the money was going on Kansas City. Uh, so the public was, you know, they, they, they were not the darlings at all. The, the, the public seldom likes to take that Cinderella story when it comes to uh, the NFL playoffs. And I mean, we've seen that, you know, with the Steelers. Um, on, and, and their uh, magical run, what, 2006, so uh, dating all the way back to then, uh, I think of other times, I mean, we could go back further and look at the Atlanta Falcons when they played uh, Denver. You know, all of a sudden, this was a team that was faded, faded, they played, what, Minnesota before that, heavily faded by the public, then all of a sudden the Super Bowl gets here, and that whole entire uh, narrative flips, and everybody says, well, this has to be the team of destiny. This is the, the, you have to back them. And oftentimes, and uh, you know, obviously the Steelers are an exception to that rule, uh, but oftentimes that kind of flips in the different direction. You know, that team tends to get blown out, but at plus four and a half, this is one of the trickier lines. That you're going to see for a Super Bowl because I mean it's really you know you would think that the Bengals would come into this maybe six point dogs six and a half point dogs I would take I would I would say they'd go all the way up to seven at some places I mean when you think about the Rams and and how talented they are on defense especially their front with Aaron Donald and
1: um well, let me let me stop you right there because that's where my betting analysis yeah. comes in all right so I'm picking the Bengals I'm picking them to win I'm, okay. I'm gonna bet the Point spread, though, I'm not, if you're going to give me four and a half, I'm going to take it, especially since it's over four. So I'm going to take the Bengals plus four and a half. I'll stay away from the money line. And part of the reason I say that is this is a team that gave up nine sacks to the Titans and still won. My thinking right. being that the best attribute, the most lopsided advantage that we can probably come up with in an X and O analysis is what the pass rush is of the Rams can do to the Bengals' offensive line, right? So I, I think a lot of people are just looking at that and using that as the way to say, well, that's such a mismatch. That's why the Rams are going to win. I look at it and say, the Rams could do whatever they want pass rushing-wise, just like the Titans did, and the Bengals can still win. So, like, th- that's why I'm leaning towards the Bengals at least covering. How about you?
2: Uh, yeah, and by the way, on that one, I mean, think about a guy like David Carr looking at... uh Look at that, Joe Burrow getting sacked. What was it, sixteen times in this NFL playoffs? <laughs> and thinking, you know, he has a different thinking, era back man, then
1: when he was drafted by the Texans, though.
2: <laughs> Think about that, though. He's like, I could be me right now, man. You know, I survived that many blows. I can't. I could have got back up and led my team to a Super Bowl, but um, it's a different era now. He, the Joe Burrow is tough as nails. He's he's terrifying to fade. and along that um narrative that you came up with tim it history would say that you're right because over the past decade dogs are six and four straight up and six and four against the spread the super Bowl, right but if they're getting three points or more it's five to one against the spread hmm. so yeah history would have it right i mean i i think the last time that we had plus four and a half in the Super Bowl was the Eagles in 2017. Well, obviously, they beat the Patriots. Um, the Broncos in 2015 were plus four and a half. They beat the Panthers straight up, 24-10. So, uh, you know what? In, in 2012, plus four and a half, Ravens. They beat the 49ers, 34-31. So, if history stands to be, you know, a concrete pull then this is just another notch in it.
1: Are you going this that way or are you going point. the Rams?
2: Right now, I like the Bengals, but um, if I, I would take, I would not touch the Bengals money. I would not get greedy whatsoever. Yeah, me I, plus four and a half is a really nice number to sit on. And you would like to think that this one's going to be close, you know?
1: Yeah, it's starting to go in that direction, too. It's creeping larger. Yeah.
2: yeah. And, I mean, yeah, you know, the Rams, I think the Rams are going to be able to stuff the run. They're fifth right now. I, I believe they're fifth in the uh, league this year in the run, rush defense. But you know, it has been questionable in the uh, secondary. And obviously, they have guys dropping left and right in their secondary. Still, there are a lot of injuries there. Uh, they are susceptible, especially against the zone. And I don't know anybody who's better against zone defense right now than uh, than Joe Burrow. I mean, it, it, and what I love about Burrow, and what you have to love about a quarterback. Um, like him, I mean, we've seen it all the way going back to LSU. This is a guy that's not afraid, obviously. I mean, he's he's been sacked so many times, but he's not afraid to wait those extra two or three seconds to find that open man, find that open receiver. That's what winning a big game like this is all about, right? Making that play happen, avoiding that sack. I mean, he he's made play after play, either with his feet or with his arm. He is the number one X factor here.
1: The over-under is 48 and a half. I'm leaning under. I still want to see which way this goes. I know it's a little dangerous to wait. I'm kind of comfortable if I wanted to play the total. I'm not. I'm probably not going to play the total. If I did, I lean under right now. Where are you? Oh,
2: uh, over and unders are extremely tricky in the Super Bowl. Now, uh, the last three went under but they were very high numbers that we had them at. Uh, I believe new England and new England and LA in 2019 was the most ridiculous lopsided total I've ever seen. It was 56. And as you remember, that game ended 13 three Kansas city and San Fran just missed it. And then Tampa and Kansas city didn't come close to it. The total was 55. Now, it seems like those bots have adjusted because this is the lowest total we've seen in the Super Bowl since 2016. Uh, Denver and Carolina. A lot of, I guess, if you want to call them sharp betters, you know, but how do we know that they're, they're, there's so much information out there nowadays, Tim, that we don't really even know who sharp and square betters are anymore, you know? But quote unquote, sharp betters are backing. The under right now, and because of that, the total did go down one whole point, which is significant in the Super Bowl. If you're seeing the total go down one whole point, that's that's kind of alarming. But right now at Bet Rivers, it's what under 49, and it's uh, minus 117, 48 and a half. On the yep, yep, 48 and a half. You can catch it at. What I like about it at Bet Rivers, and I mean I'm doing it right now, like moving it around. Um, you can pick your own line. I mean, you can go from. Oh, right.
1: Yeah. Sure. You can pick your own number for for the odds, right? Yeah.
2: Hell, you could take it up to over 60 and a half at plus three hundred and sixty. I wouldn't recommend doing that. Uh, that's getting greedy. I would kind of stick to it. But you know, Tim, I, I'm not. I don't think I'm with you on this. I think this is under. I think this is going to be an under game.
1: No, I said under. I'm I'm going under.
2: Oh, okay, you're with under. Yeah. You're with under. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. So
1: we're on the same page. So sounds we're on the same page. We're, so we're on the same, on the same
2: team, You know what? We're on the same team under's under's been the play that's been the rhythm and flow of the super bowl in the last three years it's been a defensive game i mean this game the super bowl as of lately this is a defensive battle and obviously we know the rams can hold up um i think the Bengals defense is highly underrated um and that's a team they know how to force turnovers and that's huge right now they know how to pick up they know how to force that fumble and uh that makes a difference, especially when yeah, you have Matt Stafford Cam out Cam Akers might Matt put Stafford it on the carpet,
1: and Matt Stafford might throw you the football, too. So that's something <laughs> to keep in mind.
2: He is very susceptible to the turnover.
1: Well, let's get to some other kind of in-game things and a few other items that jumped out at me. One that I love... And it's sort of on the defensive side of the ball since we're there. And, you know, I am in conflict with myself on some of the props that I want to play because some of them would suggest that the Bengals are going to go on to win. Some of them would suggest that the Rams are going to go on to win. It might be, like I said, in conflict what how I think the game flow is going to be. But you can get the Rams at over three and a half sacks at minus 104. Yeah. Mm. I think they can get to four sacks, and I don't think that's going to impact the game all that much one way or the other. Like, they can get to four sacks, and that could be an empty number. I love that play for almost even money.
2: Oh, man. Well, okay, so they're averaging just about, just underneath three sacks a game this year. The Rams. Which is good for seventh. Yeah. Yes, which is good for seventh in the league. Uh, I and they're, and they're not get... playing the
1: Bengals' offensive line every week either.
2: Exactly. Uh... Ooh, that's tricky because if we go harking back to it, um, the Steelers, the first game that they played, I do believe the Steelers uh, who, who lead the league incidentally in Saks per game. Uh, I, I think they got to burrow four or five times in that first game. Um, it can be done. I mean, it has been done. Obviously he's, he's, he's been getting knocked around left and right. But like I said to him, contrarian roles in the Super Bowl you know I I feel like he's going to be getting rid of the ball faster maybe he hangs on to it a little bit more which is what I said I like about the guy but maybe he moves out of the pocket a little bit more there's so many variables to that and for you to have to pay juice to to see that come true I mean that's a lot of sacks we're asking for
1: four sacks that's a lot I don't know if that's a lot for Burrow (laughs) I don't know if that's a lot for Burrow against the Rams and against Aaron Donald just because it's the Super Bowl, though, just because it's a whole different game right now,
2: mm-hmm. um, I would want to be at plus value. Okay. I mean, I would want to see at least plus one ten if I'm going to take that line. That that's where I would want to be at. I mean, it's a you know it, it's tricky, and if you're going to throw that into those, you know, we got what same game parlays you can do. You can throw multiple props into one another, and you know you want to throw that in, but I just don't see. Strong value in it, but I have been wrong before. <laughs> so,
1: to that end, Aaron Donald is plus fifteen hundred to be the Super Bowl MVP. That's a low payout for a defensive player, but it is Aaron Donald, and they do have that matchup going for him. Von Miller's at plus thirty three hundred. Uh, here's one: if you think they're going to get sacks, if I I think they're going to get sacks. People are like me. Leonard Floyd at plus eight thousand. <laughs> So, uh, and if you think they're going to be playing catch-up, perhaps, the uh, Bengals are playing catch-up, maybe. Uh, if you think mm. that uh, Joe Burrow's going to have to throw one up in a hurry and maybe force a ball. Jam- let me see, where is uh, Jalen Ramsey here for uh, MVP? Jalen Ramsey, plus 6,600 is where Jalen Ramsey is. Wow. <laughs> what do you think, defensive uh, MVP for the Super Bowl? It's been done before. Vaughn Miller's done it.
2: Uh... Jalen Ramsey's a good story. I'll give you that. You know, I always go for the storylines when it comes to MVP betting. But let's go uh, back into the way back machine and see it. So the last time we had a defensive player win the MVP was Super Bowl 50. And it was Vaughn Miller. But think about what Vaughn Miller had to do to win that. Seven tackles, two and a half sacks, one pass defended. That's a hell of a lot of work. To have to, to have to get there. And remember, if we think about that game, it was very low scoring. Um, I believe Manning threw two interceptions in that game, or I think he had one interception and one fumble. So um, it, I wouldn't touch, but because there's a lot of people betting right now, there's a, a ton of people that are backing um, Aaron Donald, and rightfully so. I mean, he's a yeah. Generation. Started at one,
1: plus sixteen hundred. It's already down to plus right. fifteen hundred.
2: He's a gen- once-in-a-lifetime generational uh, player in his position, defensive player in his position. But if we think about it, Miller was plus 2,200 in 2016 when he got it. Um, I avoid defensive players altogether. Uh, Smith in 2014 was plus 2,000. And then Julian Edelman in 2019 was plus 2,000. But after that – um. Okay so so non QB winners have all been plus 1200 or higher. So we we, we we've always had that in the history of um well, Super there's, Bowl there's MVP a split
1: bet. here the only guy that would fall into that window where he's mm-hmm. under plus 1200 and not a quarterback is cup, and he's at plus 600.
2: Right. And I wouldn't touch that either. I mean we you know what there is a tiny bit of value there because he is good for a couple a pair of touchdowns. And um Julian Edelman all Julian Edelman had uh, three years ago when he won, it was 10 catches for a buck 41, which I mean is great. You know, obviously he led them uh, down the field for, for a game winning drive, but um, he had no touchdowns in that game, you know, really no other contribution, but um, still managed to uh, clip it. But, uh, you know, I think that was also, the league saying, listen, we, we've given Tom Brady the last just three freaking MVPs. we got to change it up here.
1: Cam Akers um, and Joe Mixon are both plus 2,500 each. What do you think about that? Man,
2: you know what I, I think, Tim? Here's what I think. This is the kind of game where we're settling for three points because you and I both agree that we, we like the under here a lot. Yeah, I feel like this is a game where we're really going to be settling for three points here. And who has been... The MVP pretty much for uh, Cincinnati.
1: Well, your boy Evan McPherson is plus 5,000 right Mc now.
2: Evan McPherson. Plus 5,000. I'm telling you, sprinkle just a tad bit on both kickers in this game.
1: Uh, gay is at plus 12.5. Jeez. Wow. There
2: you go. I'm uh, telling you. Yeah. That because might... you have to remember, uh, this goes a lot by. A Super Bowl MVP really does like the gauges all throughout the playoffs. You know, like they like they go for that story. Like who who really led this team through the entire playoffs and then had a pretty damn good Super Bowl campaign. So you have to consider that you got to put all that underneath the umbrella. And Evan McPherson's been unreal. I mean, this is one of the best kicker performances I can remember. Right. He's been fantastic.
1: Uh, Stafford right now is the at the top at plus 130. Then it's Joe Burrow at plus right. 230. I'll combine my last two that I wanted to throw at you, and then you can give me a couple. And they, they kind of speak to MVP. I was looking at Tyler Higby at plus hmm. – sorry, not Tyler Higby, excuse me, T. Higgins. T. Higgins, yeah. I was looking at T. Higgins at plus 3,300. And part of the reason why is – and yes. I like some of these in-game numbers too – over <laughs> 69.5 – Paying out at minus 110 for Higgins. Plus 275 if he hits 100. Now, he won me money in the AFC Championship game for the same kind of thinking, that because Chase ripped the Chiefs so bad in the first game, they were going to throw a lot of attention on him coverage-wise, and Mm -hmm. Burrow was going to find Higgins, and he did. I'm kind of thinking the same thing here with Ramsey. I know Ramsey doesn't travel all the time, per se, I still think, though, he's going to find his way onto Jamar Chase quite a bit. And I think the second biggest mismatch advantage is going to be whoever Boyd and Higgins can exploit in the Rams' secondary that isn't Jalen Ramsey. Um, I think there's value to be had there, and I really like Higgins as a play in this game.
2: That, I, I'm with you 100% on that one. Um... Boy, I hate to I hate to be with the uh with with the Tim Ben's public here on everything, but yeah. I'm with you, man. I'm flying that fly for sure. Um the thing I like about Higgins is, you know, he's obviously such a threat in the red zone. Um I mean, he he's the the Rams are smaller in the secondary right now. And, yes, we talk a lot about Jalen Ramsey, but Ramsey's going to have to cover a lot of field. I, I feel like Ramsey's going to be on multiple receivers in this game. Um, I'm not strong on the safety play for the Rams right now, especially going against a guy like Tiggs because the only team that was really able to smother him and had the personnel that I thought could do it were the Raiders. I mean, he only had, I, I believe he had four targets, one reception in that game for uh, for 10 yards. Um, but after that, it's just been an absolute takeover. And really, Tennessee, I thought, matched up well with a guy like Higgins, too. He absolutely exploited them. Um, he had 96 yards against them, seven receptions, six receptions against Kansas City, 103 yards. What surprises me the most about Higgins, though, is that he hasn't found the end zone yet. In the playoffs, and I think that changes in the Super Bowl.
1: So you like him for a touchdown, huh?
2: I like him to find, get absolutely get a touchdown because again, I see this game. Like I said, it's going to be we're going to be seeing a lot. I feel like we're going to be seeing a lot of field goals in this game. In that same uh, breath, I feel like we're going to be getting a lot of third down plays uh, in the red zone. We're going to be getting a lot of second along, third and long, you know, forced passing. And really, one of the best third down receivers this year in the red zone has been Higgins. And Steeler fans obviously know quite well just uh, how much pain he can bring you in the corner of the end zone. So, yeah, uh, I really like him. He's plus 135 an to score. Up. Yeah, I was just looking that up right now. So we have the plus 135. There you go. I love it.
1: Plus 950 for the first, plus 850 for the last. I stay away I from those. Uh, those Those are too yeah. tricky.
2: Yeah, because then you're sitting there in total regret. You're like, oh, my God, he scored the second touchdown. And then, you know, you're complaining to your buddies like, man, I really had it. You know, it will ruin your whole Super Bowl. I like like who the
1: hell had Gary Russell as the first touchdown scorer when the Steelers beat the Cardinals, right?
2: Oh, Jesus, Gary Russell. Wow. You're right. I, I guarantee those odds weren't even offered.
1: Higgins to score twice is plus 850.
2: See, you're getting greedy there, but I do like, Hey, you know what? It's not bad. It's, it's not a bad, uh, it's not a bad look. And you know what else isn't Joe Burrow to score a touchdown. Well, obviously he has to run one in at plus 425. I'll take that as an anytime touchdown. You know, he's going to be running for his life. He's going to be scrambling out of that pocket a lot. And as much as we've seen him do it in this playoffs.
1: Well, what else do you like? Give me a couple others.
2: Are you a proponent of betting on the national anthem? uh
1: I had been. I always <laughs> went over the last couple have come in under though haven't they?
2: The last couple have come in under um I, <laughs> I just do it as a goof. I mean it it's silly it's fun it, it, it's so fun to get competitive about it and be like, oh man, you know you pull out your stopwatch and you're like, man, I'm gonna time this thing out properly but um uh, they
1: started from the first word, right? <laughs>
2: right so like if we look at the last couple of years it's crazy because I feel like they're getting longer and longer on purpose but like Demi Lovato in 2020 only went for a buck 49 and she followed up with Gladys Knight who also went a buck 49 the year before that pink the year before that a buck 53 but last year uh Jasmine Sullivan and eric church were a 216. A lot of times these books take it down because the, this is the one where everything leaks. People will be standing outside, no joke, standing outside of the stadium, uh, listening to the, the, the practice sessions.
1: <laughs> to <Yes. see. laughs> Just to get in, right, exactly.
2: So, um, I would take over in it, though because apparently uh, I'm telling you the Gatorade
1: be- you can get in on the Gatorade there's plenty of media people that are down there that are looking at the Gatorade when they're walking back and forth with the camera you can't idle but you can look to see <laughs> what's in there
2: well I mean I'm, I we would have taken we would have had taken your advice against the Cardinals <laughs> right I mean you were no the Packers was there the it. Packer
1: oh that's right oh yeah I did see that I saw the Gatorade I was that close to yeah. the Cardinals game you're right about that
2: I mean, if it wasn't for you, you know that Santonio Holmes never gets his feet down to begin with. That's right.
1: The Steelers end up losing, and Larry Fitzgerald has a Super Bowl <laughs> ring if it's not for me. He probably still holds that against me. Um, Bingo. There's a couple. What was the one here that you brought up? Oh, tur- total turnovers committed by Los Angeles Rams, since you like the Rams to commit turnovers, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah, plus yeah. 100 for them to get at least two turnovers.
2: I'm glad you said that because I – so let's, let's avoid that – that one together and i'm going to look up this one now because uh okay here we go so first player to throw an interception we're gonna go with stafford all the way on this one minus 115
1: yeah i fear that's, that's got to be about even money but that's still a little bit in favor of stafford for probably the reasons you're thinking right
2: absolutely i i, I like that a lot and i mean he's Again, we have to go contrarian here. A lot of people are going to say, oh, he's at home. You know, he's in his home stadium. There's no way he's going to feel – but I'm telling you, there's nobody in that stadium more under pressure to win this thing than Matthew Stafford. Everything that that guy's been through, I mean, he is numero uno. I feel like Joe Burrow is just too – Obviously, I mean, I think this is just um, the, the the feeling all around. This is a community feeling, but Joe Burrows is too damn cool. Matt Stafford is not that guy. Uh, we can also get him total interceptions thrown by player over a half is minus 155. I like that, too.
1: You know what I'm looking at? I'm surprised it's not written a different way. Final play of the game to be a quarterback kneel down. Yes, is minus 190. No is plus one fifty. I might go no on that if Evan McPherson is on the field.
2: And I'm glad you brought that one up too, because yeah, no is a good play there. Um, and also Evan McPherson over seven and a half points. <laughs> love that so
1: Ooh, much. Where minus is that one? Where, where's that minus
2: one twenty? Is gorgeous. Uh, total kicking points by player is is the total on that. It's just under player kicking. Oh,
1: I love that one. Oh, I'm going to oh, go with gorgeous. that one. Yeah, yeah, that's Evan McPherson. I'm reminding myself right now to take that one. Um,
2: See, these are the types of, like, when we look at props like that, because there's so many out there, they offer so many, that sometimes what's right in front of you, what seems so obvious is just right. You know, that these are the ones where they want you to overthink and be like, well, wait a minute, you know? And like I said, being a contrarian is good in the Super Bowl. But when it comes to a, 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 something like this, especially with kicking game and how important the kicking game is in the Super Bowl, it's just right in your face. You got to take.
1: It. Yeah, I like I like those last two we mentioned. All right. Anything else that comes to mind? Or are you uh, pretty much tapped out there?
2: <laughs> well, you know, I, I had a couple like, you know, you were looking at total sacks, right? Yeah. And you're saying, so obviously I just gave
1: saying, the Rams sacks. I didn't give the total sacks. You go on both right. teams combined.
2: No, no, not, not so much that. But when we look at uh, Cincinnati side, it's only at over one and a half. Hmm. And that's just uh, that, that something, something's not right about that.
1: Yeah, I, I can I see that one going higher. What the line? That, or What's the payout on that?
2: So it's minus 177. So you got to pay. And that's the whole idea. That's the whole idea. You know, if you're going to make a – it's obviously the right play, and there's such good value in it. But when people see minus 177, it's hard to part with a buck 77 to get a hundred back, right? Exactly. Especially if you're a recreational bettor that's just jumping into this like most people will be doing. Um, Because speaking of that, I mean, they're expecting – Uh, the AGA is expecting 31.4 million Americans to place a bet on the Super Bowl this year. You know, that would, that would be a 78% increase from last year. They're expecting 7.6 billion to go on this
1: game legally. (laughs) That's something. (laughs) So we have
2: to consider that when we see lines like that, because most people will be like, Hey man, I'm not touching minus 177. That's stupid. It's not worth anything to me. But if you're if if you're willing to part with a little bit of extra bucks, you want to bang, you know, a two three hundred dollar bet there. That's gonna be some. Uh, that's gonna be a nice payback to you. And you only need to get a pair of sacks. And against the, uh, Matthew Stafford, I mean, he's not gonna be. He's not a mobile quarterback
1: in right. any way. Exactly. All right, Anthony, tell you so what, we got about 10 minutes left, so let's take a quick break. We'll come back in 30 seconds. I know you've got the Olympic play of the century, the Olympic play of the millennium. I want to do that when we come back. This is the Pittsburgh CityCast brought to you by Bett Rivers.
0: Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to experience Rush Pay. When you want to cash out your winnings, you don't want to wait two days just to get the go ahead to withdraw your money. That's why Bet Rivers created Rush Pay. With Rush Pay, 80% of withdrawal requests are approved instantly, meaning you'll get your money faster. Why wait? Get your cash when you want it. Bet with a winner. Bet with Bet Rivers Sportsbook at BetRivers.com. Presented by Rivers Casino, Pittsburgh. Must be 21. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler.
1: Pittsburgh CityCast continues. Anthony Jaskolski joining me from Pittsburgh Sports Express. Where can they find you again on Twitter, Anthony? Uh, At Anthony Jazz, J-A-Z-Z. Give me the Olympic play of the millennium. All uh-huh. right. Well, do you believe in miracles? <laughs> Look, I know this. No one's watching the Olympics except for you and anybody who's listening to this uh, freebie. Take it right now. Run to the bank with it. And and I love the analysis and explanation. So hit us with it.
2: All right. Um, so, yeah, you're right. There's not a lot of people watching the uh, Olympics, uh, but I, and I, I haven't been one of them. Uh, I'm one of those cable cutter guys that do the, the whole stream deal too. So I'm watching things like, you know, five hours d- d- delayed, but regardless, when you see value, you take value. I don't care where it is in the world. You know, if you see a good line, you got to take it. And right now, Thursday, tomorrow morning, 8, 10 AM, the puck drops for USA hockey. They're playing China uh opening round now before i even go on because i know people are gonna say oh wait a minute wait a minute this is so obvious you cannot fade usa go back to the summer olympics when you know the kevin durant led uh you team usa got crushed by nigeria in their opening round game okay it does happen when you're not gelling in rhythm and, and in rhythm I don't care if Durant, LeBron, everybody's out there. You're not going to, you're not going to get yourself together. That team Nigeria, if we, if we look at it, they practiced for months and months and prepared for that game. USA just came together, you know, like, like they were a five man team looking to stay on the court at LA fitness. So you, you have to focus on these things. Hockey is that much more of gelling and being in rhythm. So, China is plus 450 right now at that Rivers. Now, they opened up at plus 1300. Then they revealed the rosters and it came down to plus 700. Then it came down to plus 600. Now we're sitting at plus 450. You look at China's team. <laughs> the, the, the reason that they announced uh, the, 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 the line moved so hard when they announced the rosters is because the entire roster for China is the Kunlun Red Star, which is their KHL team. Uh, the 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 Russians allowed uh, China to have one KHL team uh, in their ex- expansion um, program. So with that, you're getting a Jeremy Smith and goalie. You're getting Jake Chelios, the Jake Chelios at defense, uh, among so many other names. Spencer Fu, uh, I believe his brother Parkers on this team. Yeah, so so. Ryan Sproul. There are guys that you've heard of. There are guys that uh, are, are Jason from now, now, to
1: be fair, to be fair, there are guys you have heard of on Team USA too. A couple like David yes. Warsawski, Kenny yes. Agostino, <laughs> Justin <laughs> Abdilkader if you still need him. Uh, there are still guys <laughs> that you might have heard of on Team USA. Just a couple, but I'll throw those out there. So here's the best part of that,
2: and I love that you threw that out there. So, yeah, there are guys that we've heard of. I mean, if you pay attention to college hockey around here, and, you know, obviously we do a bit, we know these names a little bit more. you got some Michigan Wolverines out there. you got some Boston College Eagles. Um,
1: Nick Purbix from St. Clouds. Nick State. Purbix
2: from St. Clouds. I was just going to say his name. Uh, Jake Sanderson from North Dakota. He should be a – at least he's definitely a household name in North Dakota.
1: But um it's only three houses, but yeah go ahead I,
2: I just only, there's only there's there's three houses, but they know them uh so you got these guys here okay, that's fine it's a nice ragtag group but here's the issue they've hardly had any time to practice and traveling to China right now has been an absolute nightmare even for the Olympic athletes themselves uh, there's too much protocol to go through um, they're being treated like crap right now and they're uh, uh, apparently they're the 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 olympic village is just this old decrepit warehouse that they put them in and it's uh they're they're feeding them i think steamed clams and like one filleted fish (laughs) and it's it's a mess they're like rationing off their food and whatnot but then you got uh this this team the coonland red star their entire roster on this team i mean they live minutes from the arena right They're at home. They're enjoying themselves. They've been practicing every day. They've been playing. They've played in 52 games this year already. They are yeah. They're not good. They lost not. They uh, they won nine games in the in the KHL standings. They are nine and 39 actually.
1: They're the pirates of the KHL.
2: They are the pirates of the KHL. But would you take the pirates against an all star college team?
1: Uh, Is it Manatee Community College? Because they win against the Pirates every now and then.
2: uh, No, I mean (laughs) like...
1: I know mean, a legitimate college team right now. A
2: ragtag group of college kids that haven't had the chance to practice together. Uh,
1: I, I, I got gotcha. you. I just think it's funny that push- like I put that article out there about why people aren't watching the Olympics. And all I've gotten is blowback from, you know, everybody mm. who's got 1960s envy who thinks they're a grand protester because they're not watching lose. I'm not watching because huh. of China. I'm not watching because of China. The Chinese right. have human rights violations. You're not watching because yeah. it's biathlon, buddy. Okay, like spare me the routine. But anyway, I think it's funny that everybody is acting like they're not watching because they're mad at China. You're rooting for China. Like you're gonna be waving the Chinese fl- or whatever the do they have scarves? Like what what do they use for the KHL? Is, is it a hat? <laughs> is it a flag? Is, is it a jersey? What do you use to like support your team in the KHL? I I have no idea, but,
2: um, (laughs) you're no, you're right. That protest holds up at the bar that you hang out at. But then when you get home and you turn on the TV and you're like, Oh, okay. I'm going to check out this USA and China game.
1: Well, not only that, that that protest holds up when it's sports. You're like, yeah, boy, you're making a real big statement. You're not watching the skeleton. If the Steelers had a preseason game in China get a 35 rating in Pittsburgh, who are we kidding here, you know?
2: Right. You're exactly right. Who the hell wants to watch the fossil fuel freestyle or whatever they're doing with the nuclear plant and all that (laughs) going on in the background? Did you you see that they put an an entire jump in the parking lot of a nuclear facility?
1: I did. It looks like Springfield.
2: It looks like (laughs) (laughs) Clariton.
1: The Coke works.
2: They got that nonsense going on. Of course you don't want to watch that. It's ridiculous. But this game, put your protest aside. Everybody's going to want to watch this one. This this is something worth waking up to. Listen, I'm saying take China to score the first goal at plus 200. That's where you can get it at Bat Rivers right now. All right. I'm saying take China plus – we can move the line here too, which is awesome. You can get China – oh, man, you can get China plus two and a half at minus 108
1: Wow! Wow! So you
2: don't. So you can still feel like a patriot. You can still re- say, hey, root listen. for America,
1: but just you know, give the guys a right. chance here. Give give right. nine listen. and thirty nine a chance.
2: <laughs> you can do the mafia style of patriotism, okay? Just yeah, you know what? You boys go out there and win, but you got to keep it under three goals. All right.
1: Hey, a couple of college basketball things. My uh, Duquesne Dukes <laughs> taking on Dayton. That did not go well last time in Pittsburgh. Uh-huh. They are playing against Dayton tonight, and uh, it's uh-huh. thirteen and a half right now. You going Flyers on this one?
2: Uh, listen, what you don't man hoops is so hard. Just thinking about hoops right now lights a fire under me because it's just you know you you will have the right pick for in this like it's so volatile it's this so year. Tough. I, think COVID, yeah. I think COVID has a lot to do with it. Obviously, um, still. uh Teams just aren't, you know, there. There's certain rhythm and flows the teams that just aren't there, just aren't connecting. But I mean, you could have the perfect pick and you have the lead all the way out for 38 minutes, and the next thing you know, in the two-minute span, uh, the other team goes on a 12-nothing run. I mean, it's all too common. It, it's it's almost as volatile as NBA is, and we I, it's it's seldom we can say that in a consistent breath about college hoops. But it's been tough. And, man, has it been tough on Duke Aiton. My goodness. They've lost three, four, five, six, seven in a
1: row. Yeah, they won their first A-10 game, and they've lost everyone since.
2: Now, a lot of things have been cyclical. Uh, there have been patterns. And patterns, are for whatever reason, this year, they're really sticking together a lot. Now, they, they've lost six of seven. They've lost games against the spread. Duquesne as going all the way back to Fordham where they were actually favorites, but against VCU, they covered, I mean, they scrapped yeah, they, they to do played it, pretty well.
1: Yeah. They did play good in that game.
2: So boy, I, I hate to say that because you know, what, what's the
1: definition of insanity
2: is thinking something different is going to happen. But with, with college hoops, you got to expect those things. Dayton's coming into this game off a loss right now, a bad loss to St. Louis. That's just a nasty one. And they're inconsistent. Malachi Smith's going to be the best guy on the court no matter what. But um, if he's off, like he was against St. Louis, and that's a pattern, I would take the Dukes plus 13.
1: All right. I'll go with you on that one. How about yeah. Pitt? I can't believe they're making Pitt play again after Virginia Tech twice. Oh, Can't, can't they just let him go? <laughs> can't Seriously. They, can't no, they just you know, say, okay, Pitt, that's good enough. Um, they've got to play four times in ten days. After Virginia Tech, like four more times in the next 10 days, two of them on the road against North Carolina and Florida State tonight, NC State for Georgia Tech at home, 74-47 the last time out. I mean, that last gasp comeback against Virginia Tech that didn't pan out, you kind (laughs) of knew that was going to go the way it did against Virginia Tech the next time, and uh, now they get Florida State here. Uh, I got to like the Seminoles.
2: Oh, yeah. Well, what's so disgusting about that is in college hoops, usually it's a mid-major thing we see this, but um, uh, when you're playing the back-to-back against a a team, uh, you you see it a lot in the Missouri Valley. Oftentimes, like at Indiana State, it'll get absolutely smoked by um, Loyola or something. And then the very next night, Indiana State comes back and wins straight up. But that's very common because – coaching gets a little better you get to see that team for 40 minutes and yeah they were laying waste to you for a while but um you figured out their patterns you figured out what they do what they like to do or are they better at shooting the three can they take it to the paint what can we do differently and and what kind of x's and o's can we move in and uh change things up a bit with Pitt, oh my goodness i mean they can it was a valiant comeback against v tech at home and then they just throw it all away in the next 40 minutes. I, I really, th- that game more than anything this year, more than any game took me by a complete surprise and said that this team has absolutely, this program has hit rock bottom. They are the worst of, of the power six teams. They they're the worst because for you to just have that kind of rally and to put that kind of rhythm together, and to have pretty much a fully staffed team. I mean, you have Ithiel Horton back out there now. I know he was on the bench, but he's still out there. And for you to just get absolutely waxed by V Tech the very next game, there's just no flow to this team. They're bad in all aspects. Yeah, you have to fade them. You have to fade them until they show signs of life. Because this isn't one of those deals where, you know, it's Vanderbilt and they lost four in a row, but they're feisty and they're going to, you know, whoop up on LSU tonight because you know, LSU's struggling. It's not one of those situations anymore. This is just a team that cannot claw for no way, no shape, no form out of the cellar. It's bad.
1: Anthony, appreciate it. Enjoy the Super Bowl. I imagine you'll be wearing your Evan McPherson jersey while watching it. I know I will be. Uh, maybe I'll have my T. Higgins on instead. But either way, uh, have fun with it. And thanks for coming on in advance of the game. All right?
2: Absolutely. Evan McPherson for life. He's going to cash our tickets, man.
1: <laughs> Anthony Jaskolski, check him out at the Pittsburgh Sports Express or at Anthony Jazz on Twitter. Uh, still coming up this week Matt Williamson, Mike Pursuta. This is the Pittsburgh City Cast.